confusion, anger, sadness. He covers in like a very short span of time. Oh my God. Good call. He did. Yeah. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Hey, Kim Coates. Hey, Tio, Tio Rossi, what are we doing now? What are we doing here now, Tio? Guess what? What? Our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, yeah. is on Patreon, and it's yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so much fun, Rossi? I mean, all kidding aside, it is fun to do. So uh, our new show is live. You're listening to Reaper Reviews, but our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is on Patreon. So why don't you go over there and check it out? Oh, and if you're here, what should they do, Kim? They should subscribe. They should give a review. They should join because we're all in this together. I mean, we have been since last May and now it's this May almost. We're all in it together, peeps. Subscribe, review, get it out there. We love you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. Yep. We're recording. No. Ooh, okay, look at know. these two guys. Who are these two guys? Hey, hey, listen, man. Um, nice to meet you. I've never met you before. <laughs> You're obviously in a 90s band of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Like Depeche Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're gaining weight. Yeah. You're yeah. as sexy as you've ever been. I have no idea what you think you're doing with your hair. Oh, wait. You're an actor. <laughs> you're an actor, aren't you, yeah. Theo? How's it going there, Mister Fucking Dye My Hair? Yeah, it's going. Uh, you know, I leave. I leave in a few days. You know, you look completely different in your Sturgis mode, which everybody knows about. I'm going to go into a few different modes, um, and this is the start of it. What did you uh, think? What did you think when you saw when your hairdresser did what they did with? What did you think, bro? My guy Ricky Hodge was the first time we fucking did it, love yeah. that name downtown austin ricky uh i was there for hours lifting the color out of my hair i now feel the pain of what uh a lot of people have to go through when they dye their hair that is an excruciating process meaning that it's very uh laborious like it takes a lot of time i'm just not for me um but i did um i love it i love it listen i have said this i will repeatedly say it I'd never want to be me on screen ever. You and I have I talked do. about this. I want to be you. <laughs> I don't ever want someone to go on. I told you my favorite thing on the street is when people yell shades, ghosts, juice. You know, I don't like when they're like Theo Rossi. I'm like, oh, they figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I always, I always, I always told you a famous story, you know, about uh, Gary Oldman in the bar. But it's like I, I'm trying to escape, and and again, we talk about the crumbs. You talked about it with Sturgis, where it's like you read the books, you right. start to look at the look, you start to look at the way. Okay, what's he listening to? What's the hair look like? What's the mutton chops? What's the yeah. what's he smoking? What's this? And then you take the crumbs, and you create. That's the deal. And um and I took the crumbs on these next few projects and I'm uh, and I'm creating around them something different. And at the same time, I you know, there's only so much you can do 
and the physical is the beginning of it. Then it goes to walks and all that kind of stuff. Oh, please. It's, it's so true. And I, yesterday was my first, you know, big day on this nice project that I'm on. I'll be coming back and forth between LA and everywhere else. When I come back to upstate New York to continue filming during the summer, but my look will stay the same, obviously. And that black dye is going to, you know, get redone every three weeks. Cause that's just what Frank Sturgis uh, was like. But yesterday you see Justin Thoreau and, and Woody Harrelson encompass these guys. And I got to tell you, like, like Yule, my boy, who's one of the, the, the head yeah. macho Cuban guys that, that I, that I love and I'm hanging with and doing this stuff for with, you should see what we are wearing. You should see what we're doing and how we're walking in these ties that are as wise, why is my forehead and it's wool and it's polyester. What year is it again? 1972, Theo Rossi, yep. Watergate. Yep. Watergate. 72. And this story has never been told before. It is knucklehead central. So we were, in, we were in a basement yesterday. I won't say much about it, but I'm on a beanbag eating sandwiches. <laughs> we're all smoking. Everybody smoked back then. Herbal mm-hmm. cigarettes, of course. And Woody and Justin are yelling and screaming. It is fun. And I'm giggling. It is fun shit. So anyway, to get back to what you said, yeah, you still have to bring part of you to every part we play. I bring part of Kim to every part that I play, but I'm playing Tig Traeger or you're That's playing right. Shades. You're playing. Yeah. But dude, your look is I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Yeah. And I love it. And, and you know, again, your extent is your what you can start with is, like you said, you can do a lot of inner work, which we all do, but it's like physical, right? What can you do physically? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that to me is that's the fun part. That's the that's the kid in the costume. That's the that's well, the and when I saw you in L.A. from six feet away, when you're doing that huge Netflix thing um, and you were withering away for the role, mm-hmm. it changed how you thought it changed. You turned into that guy. Changes you didn't have everything. a lot of energy until you needed it for those scenes with Kevin and you and your zealous personality and the wackiness of the guy you were playing, you were slowly inhabiting that world by not eating, by working up, by eating, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we told like to relate to bring it back to sons. This is Reaper Reviews. I mean, I I made them keep the tattoos on my head during the week because when I went to Target, when I went to 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 wherever the supermarket i wanted yeah. to see the way people reacted to me yeah as that character so if you watched the show great you know you were excited if you didn't you were like who the fuck is this guy with these tattoos Do you remember on that head, one right? story that you and your former gal down in pasadena one Tom of Cruise? You, you walked in to that freaking restaurant oh yeah they didn't know what was going on with you and your tattoos no and that's the thing and and then and then like you just said which is such a great observation is then that observes your character of how people react to that person in the physical world right so when we you and i you and i would ride motorcycles everywhere right so wherever we'd go we'd go meet for lunch we'd go whatever we're on our motorcycles we have our tattoos on we're not filming but we're 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 existing in the characters even though we're theo and kim so we're seeing the way people react so for example since my hair has been blonde you know i had my kids graduation yesterday yay um, yeah 
Yeah, I don't know what preschool or I don't know. They do graduations for everything now. They're not in like, high school yet. I just thought. No, I'd no, it's, and they do like these big Broadway shows. I don't understand what's happening. The thing was like six hours. These kids graduated preschool. Um, it's like who need, who needs to be there this long? But they I don't pent up for a year with the COVID thing. They yeah, want to get, people, they get it they out. Were, they were excited, um, and they were doing songs in Mandarin and stuff. It was kind of wild. Um, so, but what what was crazy is you know I'm not going to wear a hat. I'm not going to, and I want to see how people react to me. And the ones that know I'm an actor, of course, they react a certain way. But the ones that don't, it's like, oh, who's this guy with platinum blonde hair? It's kind of pretty. Like, is he a catalog model? What's he he doing? Why does he look like that? (laughs) You know? Um, So, so again, I think that, and that's what I love that, you know, you and I, uh, I love that you, I, I, and I say this and I never give us too many compliments, but I love that you and I are these type of actors, whatever you want to call it, character actors, actors who actually care, whatever you want to do. I just love there's, that we are these types. There's nothing better than when you went to set just a few months ago and got you know told what you were told. And I get to set yesterday and I finally meet Woody and Justin and they're giving it up. But I'm, I, come on, I'm, I'm so old and I've done so much. I'm so happy to be there. Yeah. They're carrying this fucking thing. Yeah. I'm helping them carry. Yeah. But for them to come up and go, hey, man, it's about time you shut up. Like, yeah. how you doing, bro? Yeah. You know, that's that's just a, it's a nice place to be in when uh, you can bring all the all the past that what stuff. And I'm so much older than you, Theo. You've got so much more to go. But it's nice to be respected and, and loved. And hey, man, let's make the best project. Well, it's, like, it's like our buddy Flanagan, you know, when we had him on last Tommy. week. Like, you're going to elevate the material. Like they know you're coming in. And if you're not the one or you're not, you know, the number two, whatever, you're not the guy that the the, the story is, you know, centering upon. You're going to come in and they know that you're going to elevate every single scene that you're in. And this is why I tell people it's not about the amount of scenes you're in. You know, we, no. were, just, we were just joking around about Army of the Dead and you've joked around about Waterworld. You're in Waterworld for what? 12 yeah. minutes, 12, 12 and a half minutes, two 12 scenes, and a half that's minutes. It. It's one of one of the greatest performances. You know, I always talk about, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Talented Mr. Ripley. I think he's oh in like gosh. three scenes. I think he's in three scenes, but he steals oh the movie. Gosh. I think in Boogie Nights, he's in like four or five steals the movie. It's not about, it's about being memorable. It's about quality, not quantity. And I believe that the sad reality is that people will be like, Oh, but why aren't you in the whole movie? And it's like, would you rather me be in the whole movie and be boring just so you can see me? Or would you rather me come in and just wreck shop for the, for the little that I'm in? And I'd rather come in and wreck shop. Javier Bardem comes in and he wrecks shop when he does movies, comes in, there's there's a reason why actors like you and I do the things that we do. We read them, then we get yeah. offered them. Sometimes we have to audition for them. Yeah. And when we when we get them, they're they're so happy to have us. And we're doing it because of the script. We're doing it because of the director. We're doing it because of maybe the location or another yeah. actor. Who knows? But we're doing it because we want to really. This isn't just for the money, people. That's right. This is for the job of creating something that will really fill my heart. And 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 do something that you'll never forget for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll do I'll do one scene in a movie if it's great. I'll do hell. I'll do f- two lines and a lot of looks if I love what it is. If I yeah. love the whole thing, and I and I think that I've watched a lot of actors get caught up in the. Well, I don't really say anything here, and I'm like, 
do you realize how much you can do? Like, you know, especially yeah. if it's something where something had happened to you and it's, you know, the eyes never lie, what we always talk about. So again, I mean, you know, such is life. I think that people are, especially now, everybody's so consumed with quantity over quality. And that's just not the case. You know what I mean? You don't need 600 pairs of sneakers. You need like ones that work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and again, but you know, Hey, that's, that's, we've always been a gluttonous, uh, uh, species society. and society. So listen, uh, this episode, what I'm, what, no. I gotta tell you, I was blown away cause we're still in the process of moving. I was up to one in the morning watching this. Yeah, thing you were. Night. Let me tell you something. First of all, Holy fuck. We're on episode eight. What happened? How did that happen? We Season's blinked. flying. Okay. And we were so excited to get to season four and do them in order. We're almost Holy done. Shit. And we're almost done. I mean, I don't know if maybe when we went out of order, they felt like they were going slower, <laughs> but this is like ripping through these things. That's number okay. one. Number two, this season seems so full. Like there's so much going on. It's almost like the, uh, the hinge. If like one, two, three, five, six, seven, it's like, this is like the one that links everything. Oh. That well, well said. You said it earlier. Like this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, this is the beginning of the end of Sons of Anarchy. And, and this is all ha- those turns. This is oh, all those fuck. turns. Theo, I didn't see some of these shows, bro. Me neither. To see these shows, the whole thing with Tara, the whole thing with when Clay makes that deal with the with the with Romeo and the cartel. Where's that going to go? I kind of forget. Yeah. Like. Fuck off. And I want to get right into it because, you know, and, and I and I can't wait to that part because, you know, family we recipe. Yeah. Family recipe. And I guess uh, we know what that is, where they we try do. to insert some humor into this, which, by the way, was the one part of the episode I didn't like. But um, yeah. so I'm called for <laughs> it's super uncalled for. Um, I love that You came up with that last week. Yeah. Still uncalled for. So we open up with juice. Gas. We'll find you. Yeah. Um. You know, listen, I I learned a lot. A lot of people wrote me after last week, and I learned even more than I thought I, I knew about. One, one um, example, please. Well, the art of hanging, you know, when, when one hang, hangs himself uh, to try to commit suicide. I, uh, I have heard this, but I, I wasn't positive that, you know, a lot of people assume that it's to choke you to death, to take your that that's the way you go. But I, I, a lot of people were informing me that it's also to break your neck. Correct. Right. That's the way. So when I think what I, what I, when I was researching this, I had kind of known both, but I wasn't sure which was which, right. Mm. Cause of that big chain, they really were very forceful in wanting that chain as, as a part of the image. And I always felt it to be difficult because it doesn't, you know, really do this or whatever. But what I loved is when I did that first scene, he looks up like, what? How the fuck did this? I couldn't even do this correct is nope. what he, he, and I think that, I think that Juice knew that he was in more shit. Like this just made it even worse. Right. Oh, um, interesting. So he hears the, the Tigs, the uh, Tig and Chibs bikes arrive. Right. Yeah. I love the way you delivered that line. And again, I hadn't seen this episode, but it's so far from Tig's mind that are you close on yourself? 
you idiot. No, it, it, it was a great line to give to me because I have done that. Uh, playing me football. Too. Me too. I broke sure my you've tooth. Done it. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I broke so my we're, tooth. we're athletic guys. We're sports guys. I've done that. It's no fun. No. So for me to giggle at your expense was completely fucking real. I didn't think anything else of anything else. Tommy had something else going on in his head, but. But the way what's so cool is I'm coming out of there stressed, chaotic, what's going to happen to me. And to have that bit of humor for a minute was good. It really is like a a well put together short scene. So I really appreciated that. And I thought that was a cool way to start the show. Um, Roosevelt shows up at Tara's says that Margaret gave him the note. Yep. Um, He's checking in on her again. Again, this is something I noticed that sons does. And it's so funny as you get older and you watch these things. We always painted Roosevelt as the enemy. I fucking love him so much in this. What was he doing season. wrong here? What was he doing wrong? That he's the bad guy. Nothing. Nothing. And I have to tell you, I don't know if you noticed, but when he says there's been a death threat and I know it, the baby zipped his head around to look at mom like, oh, no, mom. Did you hear that? <laughs> you hear what the cop just said? Yeah. You're in trouble. Like yeah. it, they couldn't have planned that cut better if they tried. Yeah. So I just, and I, and I really love that again, we paint these, the, you know, yeah. And yes, listen, there are guys like uh, hell who aren't good guys. There are guys who are doing stuff nefarious, but like Roosevelt wasn't, you know what but, I mean? But what I mean by what I said is this, Theo. And I meant hell senior, by the way, not hell junior. I thought he was. Yeah. His junior was great. Guy. You're right. But what I mean by it is Rockman, the actor, is just blowing me away me at his cop-isms, his straight shooter. He's not from that town. He knows we are, but he's going to do it the right way. But he's in a bit of a pickle, too, yeah. from Link, from these threats from, you know, from Ray in the brown leather jacket. Like, there's still some shit going on with him. And we're going to find out more about his wife. I know that coming up. There's stuff with his wife going on. So yeah, and I got to tell you, that's a big that's a big guest star that he got. Like, that's a big recurring guest star. Character. He told me and I know he told you he's good buddies with both of us at the time. He was he put his feet up. He was so happy when you're offered. You've said this countless times, Theo, when you're offered an arc. I love arcs. That's me all too. I did. Me, too. I never wanted to be a regular on a TV show. I wanted arcs. And that's what I did. When you're offered an arc, it's three shows, four shows. That's great. But when you're offered a season, like Billy Fickner was offered season two in prison break, that's the season. You don't know if you'll go on after, but they offered Rockman the season. They offered Ray McKinnon the season. That's some fucking good shit, bro. Yeah. And you know, and especially when you know they're going to focus on you, you're not just going to kind of pop in and out. Um, So I I love that. And I really, it's weird for like Theo can say it. It's weird for Juice to say it, but I love that. I love that character. So Piney rolls up for the vote. Everyone's prepping. Jack says that Clay is getting us whole. So we use this whole thing on many different levels here. Yep. He's getting us whole, I guess, with money. Yeah. Um, we get into the vote. Before this whole thing goes down, I noticed that Juice made the choice or uh, whatever it was. I made the choice to have my hand by my neck the whole time. So no one asked. Oh, fuck. I didn't notice that, bro. You would. At the table. 
Good. I didn't have my hand you. on my face. I had my hand here the whole time. Just let's not show the red neck off. Yeah, I didn't want because no you don't hickey. want anyone else at the table to ask questions. So that was interesting. And then um good pickup. Now we have a major drive-by. That wasn't like a two-shot drive-by. That Come was on. a... I got. I wrote down like, Jesus, fuck. This is when we're getting the chapel in the clubhouse back hall. We get these fucking bullets out of everywhere. Everywhere. How many? Big. I mean, that had to be a thousand rounds of bullets. Yep. Take the cops a while to get there. I don't know why. That was well, worse than, you know, shit that happens in the Middle East, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, it was brutal. And I remember, listen, I remember, I do remember the Sam Taz heads because I remember looking at them when we were there that day and being like, yeah. do these look real enough? <laughs> is this what heads would look like? Why are they in such good condition? I was thinking, you know, and I get it. It's for effect. Um, to me, the real, the real, uh, uh, best part of that scene is piney threatening clay basically saying like this is it bud this is it you do this or it's over like i'm giving the letters i'm blowing up this whole thing that you have going and remember now clay's got it coming from every angle to not use whatever type of term i mean bobby's got this going on piney's coming at him and we all know the most dangerous people in the world are people who are cornered clay's being cornered right now in oh, he's he's a big ass dog with a big ass bite, and you're cornering this guy. Yeah, I forgot how important those fucking letters were I to know. Clay. They were everything. He's gone. Well, down they say they tell everything, right? They basically say he killed. Him. They they say that I'm going to get killed by Clay Morrow. My wife wife has left me for this guy i've tried to do good with the club he's gonna fuck it up and he's probably gonna end up well that's exactly what happened so clay's had it he's finding those letters and piney's doesn't give a rat's ass he doesn't think for one second his life's in danger i'll tell you that because he's no. tough he's as big as a redwood yeah and he doesn't care and now and now we go now we're going to try to insert some humor chucky finds the head yeah under the car and this is where I think that I think that as we started getting into the later seasons, this is just my observation. I think we were struggling to find the humor sometimes. Like I think, I think, I think it think came right. more naturally I, I, in the beginning. I think you're right. I think those first couple of seasons, they were the right kind of tone and the right kind of humor. I think something that was as big as this show now is in season four. Yeah. And certainly the path that we're going to take. One of the reasons that made Southerners writers so incredibly brilliant was the combo of drama and some humor. But well, I, I think, and I believe the stakes weren't as dire the first three seasons. They weren't, they weren't like there wasn't a thousand round cartel shootouts. There was problems with the Mayans. There was problems with Mitch and the you know Pelleggi's character, uh, yeah. uh, Darby, Darby, and, yeah. and the and the white supremacist guys, they were just kind of like gang stuff or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't this global scale, you know, kind of. 
Yeah, no, it, it was too weird, too. It's like we're not Disney anymore as a fucking head rolling around. We're going to put yeah. it with some lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Just, and and I think that makes the humor harder. And can I? It's, you're right. And can I just did you notice when Piney is looking at Opie when everyone's starting to go their way now a little bit? He goes, keep your head down, boy. Yeah. Isn't the term keep your head up? Like, am I am I wrong? I, I think he was saying keep your head down to not get. Uh, Lost in the clouds? No, to not get fucked up by the cartel. Yeah. All right. Well, but usually I say keep your head up. But anyway, keep your head up would be like keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Okay. So Jax explodes again in that scene while they're waiting for Roosevelt to show up when they're getting out of card. They're in that office. And the character Jax had the tendency to do that a lot. Right. Where he would go from zero to 60 pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I've always found that interesting. Because I guess. I mean, can I guess people do that in their real life a lot. Right. Mine's usually a bit of a build to just pop off out of nowhere. Whatever, he, whatever choices he was making as Jack's, they were his because he's feeling the pressure. He's feeling the pressure. Yeah. Things are not going fucking well now. It, 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 remember when we first started season four, he was getting all this money from the cartel. We're out. Yeah. We're out in like two months. We're gone. We're done. Those days are fucking over. Now his wife's getting, you know, death threats. Yeah. And I she, think he's battling his own inner demon at this point. Battling of, his own demons. And remember yeah. this, Theo. He just bashed I am his face, which was so uncalled. He's he's fucking going off the rails a tad. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I think that a lot of people aren't talking. It's so out of character of who he was. And I think that, you know, the one the one really uh, uh, honorable quality of Jack's teller was that if he did something, he stuck to it. The problem was, is that even if it was wrong. So I think that backing Clay was a giant mistake. And he yep. was fe- and he was feeling that in that moment. You know what I mean? Like he and he's like, wait a second. Absolutely. These heads just arrived. Absolutely. They just did this big shootout. Uh, why did I why did I why did I think this was okay? And again, later on, this is all gonna come out when with the talk with Tara. Yep. So Galindo's coming to the gun warehouse. The Mayans have a trader. I got a little lost there on who the trader was, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah, it gets confusing because you have Alvarez and you got that whole Mayan thing that are there with us now. Hang on a second, Lobo, and then there's Heads and this cartel. There's another cartel that might be even bigger than the one we're dealing with. Yeah. And so everyone's getting involved. They said they had a trader who's been hanging out at the warehouse, but I only remember that kid, Jesse, who's, you know, such a great actor, um, who he's not not, the trader. Not him. No, but someone else. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I I think when you're doing that and you don't show faces, like they should have had the guy in the background, like maybe smoking a cigarette and they could have like referenced him or something like they just, (laughs) it got a little confusing. And then, and then I, I I mean, we'll talk about that truck coming later, but we're always prepping for something bad. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, we might not make this out alive. Everybody, (laughs) everybody go home. Get your rest. Yeah, we we might not we might not come out of the okay corral here. You know when we come back, and it's yeah. like, what? Well, it's just it, it, again, it's just suspenseful, right? We all know we're going to survive because it's Sons of Anarchy, but right. someone could get killed. 
Yes. Someone could lose an eye. Yes. It's not beyond Sutter to do shit like that. We don't know. The audience yeah. certainly doesn't fucking know. And also, one. let me just add to what you said about the cartel and the stuff. Kurt fucking Sutter, man. He got sometimes, for me, really confusing on purpose. Like, he wanted things to go, can I look at that show again? What did I miss? Yeah. Like, to make it so cool and so fucked up. And so what? What? Remember the Irish season? There was stuff being said that, uh, what? So I, I think sometimes... She just got really confusing on purpose because it drove us nuts. Yeah. And I think that I can imagine that you have an end goal that you want to get to and you have to That's get right. there. You have to get there. And if you have to take a side street sometimes, That's you right. have to take a side street, right? He, no, had right. To get, he had to get to that end goal. That's right. So we go to Tara and Gemma talk. This was, again, because I really did like this episode. Don't don't let my, I'm just nipping no, no. certain things. The Tara and Gemma talk. At this point, maybe it was because it was late. I'm getting a little tired of this same talk. Yeah, I didn't even put it down here. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, she wants out. I get it. I, what do I do? This isn't what I thought. I'm not you. No. Nope. Time to go. Right. Yep. And now they're going to do the whole chili joke. The whole bit. Yeah. Stick. Chucky and his chili. Yeah, and Chucky's going to give the headline. Full of, full of a head. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And and it just seemed uncalled for. <laughs> no, this is what it was. It was just the wrong movie. Yeah. It's the, like, that's a whole other comedy central movie with the cops eating from the chili and loving yeah. it. Yeah. This is, can I have some more? Uncalled for. It's like, just, I get it. Like, the, the head thing's funny, but then to add in the, like, they're going to have this little banter and try to one-up each other on head stuff. Yeah, no, didn't. Sorry. Ooh, a little spicy. I Abbott think, and I Costello think, are I think better Happy would like this kind of chili. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just go to, yeah. apparently, everybody's about to get massacred. Let's go back the to the warehouse and see if anyone lives. Let's yeah. go there. It's silly, right? So then you have the Clay and Oswald scene. Um I really like whenever Clay and Oswald did together because it is like a chess match between them two. Yeah. Um, Clay is in Clay is in uh, uh, prep mode. Like he's trying to do a lot of things. He's got a lot on his plate and he's becoming more of a boss and more of a, a lack of a, dare I say dictator where he's saying like, you're going to do this. It's the first time we obviously have money if we're splitting 75 yeah. K and this is all from the cartel stuff. Yeah. I mean, they probably should have saved their money because they never have money, but instead of giving it to uh, gardens in the middle of charming, <laughs> I mean, but maybe put it away. So you don't have to. No, it's just, this is the last, thing that clay wants to do before he retires he wants to keep charming the way it is right oh wait we just got a fucking ton of cash i might not even survive the shoot em up coming out so yeah. let's get back to the environment and not make sure that that goddamn hail doesn't get his charming heights in there and changes everything that could be clay's legacy right like no, I he, needs, he needs to put in a long-term savings account that's yeah, yeah, that's what he needs. A GST somewhere, yeah, or a PO box, yeah, or it's just yeah, something. 401k, something, something. Like. You know, instead of that, I, I just again, I, I get it. It's the show. Um, okay, so here's one of my favorite scenes. This is the Piney Jack scene. Yeah, so I wanted to say, Paul Maybaum directed this. He did get another show, which was great to see. Paul. Oh, he Paul did. Di- 
Yeah. Oh, he, he directed this. And great I, episode. I, I got to tell you, this fucking scene, man, when because I love it when you don't know what's going to happen. I love it when you don't know if it's going to be a yell them out, a kiss them out, what they're going to talk about. Because I know one thing they're going to talk about, and I'm a little bored with it, is John Teller. I know that it's going to yeah. come up again because yeah. it always does with Piney. Yeah. But in this particular scene, I could have watched this fucking scene for 12 minutes long. It was it was that good. Yeah. And I think why they're so good and why they're appealing is you're getting history. Number one, you're going to learn something. Um, Piney's obviously the you could watch the guy do nothing, literally nothing. And he's watching. You could watch him watch TV. And it's an interesting scene. And I think that Jack's that's as close to a real dad, for lack yeah. of a better word, father figure. Good, no, good point. Very that good point. He's going to have. Yep. So he's the only one giving him direction and telling him what to do. Um, Jack's, you know, that he thought with him, their ideas had a chance. Piney says, I thought with you, all the stuff that JT and I, I thought our ideas had a chance when you came along. So obviously they saw this club very different. And again, I keep going back in my head to this potential of a first nine miniseries. I would love to know what those ideas were and how it got to guns. Because we come to find out later that Piney sponsored Clay, that he let him in. So what was it like this big, you know, you know, I, I, I think Kumbaya circle with John I, yep. and Piney. Yep, I think it, I think it's really simple. One percenters have an opportunity at some point, early, medium, or late, to go down a certain line. You are either going to be bike mechanics and have other jobs and get together every Friday night and get so drunk and ride your bikes and go on fucking field trips, or you're going to go. I don't I don't really like working at Safeway anymore, Joe. What about you? Yeah, that tire shop isn't really for me. Wait, we can sell guns and make how much? Right. How much? And it's charming, small little town. We're not like downtown LA. We're out of the radar. And we got answer under our fucking thought. Let's do that. Yeah. That's what happened, bro. Yeah. And and again, I think that, you know, Piney, like he says to him, like I was basically finished. I was retired. And you made me come out. You, your existence. Yeah. I I thought that was, you know, again, um, when Jax gets sensitive in that scene and comes from the heart, not just yelling, it's a fucking great scene. And it ends like this. Piney says, before you let JT die, you should find him, Jax, Mm -hmm. and find out what he truly was. To yourself. Fuck. Like, come on. Come on. For Piney to be given that shit because Kurt knew he would hit it right. And for Charlie to listen to it, not knowing this is the last thing he's going to say to him. I know. For the rest of his life. For an actor, which you so eloquently talk about, Rossi, to have Charlie have that in his chest. To propel him for the next three seasons when he should show so choose to remember how William Lucking delivered that to him. That's shit that you hang on to, man. And yeah, and and, and what a way, what a what a last 
I, even though it's not his last line, because he obviously talks to Clay, his last line, not under duress. Yeah. He's not under duress. So what a great last thing to say yeah. to pass on this knowledge. Um, yeah. So we go to Katie's daughter singing at the fundraiser. Did you she's know that? Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, she's just st- stunning. And Bob Thiel was playing the guitar. Yep. The guy does all our music. Stunning. There he is playing. The whole band was up there. What a what a fun day they had to get to come to set. Yeah. I yeah, was there the whole day, cool. man. You were there. I wasn't. It was in La Kenyatta. And the only reason I know that is because I was up at Dayton's that day and I yeah. was living by there at the time. Yeah. Um, and you guys were filming. And I remember because I had to go. I was riding my bike up there from Eagle Rock. Yeah. And you guys were filming. I was on my way to Dayton's and I was like, look at these fucking trucks taking up the whole. <laughs> it was us. It was you guys. <laughs> and I saw all our security guards and I was like, hey. And they were like, where are you going? So I'm going to answers. And then, uh, and you guys were, uh, were, were I had my there. feet up on that stage deal all day. And Bob would play guitar for me and I'd fuck around with him. And uh. yeah, well, I want to, and that's what I want to say. So, so first we go to that. Then before we do that, we cut right to the sun's going in military mode, which by the way, always drives me nuts. Right. We, we, we cut to the sun's and everybody's like, you know, you know, those scenes we've done them a thousand times. Yeah. Right? clips in grenades yep. you know fuck, we're ready to go it's it's you know we're going in we're going in you know platoon style into this fight yep. right so we're in we vietnam cut, we might not, we oh, might here not we go out. here we go spec op sons um and <laughs> and we so crazy so we go back to the fundraiser and this is this is always interesting for an actor so you're in the crowd clay and you and Gemma and everybody are in the crowd uh, Roosevelt, a couple of actors, you know, a lot of key actors, Oswald, you know, whatever, all the other extras. And Clay's got to do his speech, which we know they're going to, or monologue, whatever you want to call it. And we know they're going to film it for hours. Yeah. And the only thing you're thinking as the actor in the crowd is when they turn around on him, I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because. You know that it's going to be five hours of the same speech (laughs) over and over. And you want to be there. And what you always say, what I always say is I would walk up to him and go, you need me. You need me. You need me to be there. You need to look at me. And if you ask someone like me, I'm always like, no, I don't need you. You can go. Right. Unless it was like a a person. Unless you really want them there. Yeah. But very rarely do I need someone. Right. Um. And I, I could imagine when you were there because you did a thing where you were staring at Roosevelt. So you start oh, creating. Oh, good for you. Stuff. You saw that. Yeah. I, I said, holy shit. I go, did you see the minute long stare yeah. at Roosevelt at the top of Clay's speech to yeah. the crowd? It was like, hey, hey, Copper Man, we're from here. We're yep. from fucking Charming. Are you going to listen to this? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you one more thing, Theo. That scene that day, I remember now when I saw it, we started on wrong. Mm. We were all on fucking Ron for a long time, as we should. That was the meat. But boy, when we turn around, we got one one take. That was it. <laughs> were you? Well, of course. That's we only needed story. one. But that's we all, only need all we got. No, nah, I mean it would be nice to have three. I always say three <laughs> should be the limit, just in case. Do you? Were you there when they were on Ron the whole oh, time? Yeah. Oh, fuck oh, you yeah. were. Oh yeah, and you weren't even sitting. Uh no. Well, by the time you know what it's like, by the time they actually fucking act, and we're ready to shoot. My feet are up. I'm t- 
talking to Katie. I'm talking to Bob. And then when we're ready to shoot, we're standing up. Here we go. Right. right. Even though the cameras aren't seen an inch of at all. Yeah. It's funny. We were doing this thing. Uh, this is what was interesting about my last show that I just finished. So we were doing this, the, the, the thing with Kevin Hart. And he has this thing where I'm in the crowd. And he has to, you know, do this thing where he's big monologue. And what to I who? love to this group, uh, I don't want to give too much away okay, to this it. group. And I, and I'm in the crowd. What I loved about it is Kev just, it, there wasn't one that was even remotely close. They were all different. So every time he did it, let's you know say how fucking it, great that is. Bro? Yeah. Let's say he did it 10 times. They were 10 completely different ones. So they had extra cameras so raw, so us. Love it. Oh, it's so great because it felt like, like I was so interested in it. And I'm thinking if I'm interested and I'm here, Wait people the who audience. are viewing it. Right. Yeah. So that's that freedom where you hope that that writer is going, Hey, it's your world. This for me, for me that day, Rossi, I got to tell you, you know where my head went to when I saw the scene again was, I remember that day going, all right, Perlman is a brilliant actor. Yeah. Just no, he's just brilliant. No one's got a face or a voice like him. And no. he can fucking act. And I, I want to do every movie with him. And that's the God's honest truth. I was thinking, what is Clay Morrow like talking to an audience? Like, what is Ron going to act as an actor talking to, and he cuts down fucking hail. Yep. He said there should be a different mayor. He's yep. right there, 10 feet away. Yep. And I just I know what myself, you think about me. I know what you yeah. think about me and my club. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking that day, how's he going to, like, is he a good public speaker? Right. right? That's a great question. Is so, he a good public speaker? Yeah. So he had gravitas that day and I thought interesting, but I might've fucked it up a little bit more than he did, but that's just me. Yeah. That's, that's a really good, you know, that's a great actor thing right there because right there you can go, not what would see there's levels to this, right? Like you say, okay, there's the physical, there's the way you walk. There's, you know, there's, there's the mental stuff going on inside, but then you got to think about like habits, like would juice be a good public speaker? Probably not. Probably, right? probably not. not. Probably not. It's not what he does. It's it, it, it. You know, I would I would immediately just breaking this down in my head. I'm thinking, no, he has all the tattoos because he's trying to. You know, he likes to be seen and he is insecure. So yeah. because of he's because he's insecure, he probably wouldn't be good at public speaking. So there, you can do that in your public speaking scene where you're yeah. uncomfortable or you're moving or you're whatever. Now that's not what Theo would do. Theo's a, a good public speaker is that's why dude, we're doing this, bro. Yeah. See, see, that's, that's a whole nother level of, of looking at a character where that's, it's, that's those are shit. The guys like, how do they drive think about that? I think about that all the time. Yeah. How do they drive? Like, how do they, you know, are they good at flying when they go to planes? What are, are the, you know, are they, are they really clean? Are they not clean? Are they, you know, these are the yeah. things that there are times I've walked on sets and, you know, where it's like, this is your apartment and you get to set and see it. And I'll get there and go, my character would never have an apartment like this. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you got to clean this all up. This guy would never, he's, that's not who he is. And they're like, I oh, bro. And you know, that's and you, great. I did a show up in Toronto last year, uh, Pretty Hard Cases, and the 
producers and the, and the showrunners called me uh, early and said, we're going to show you photos of how we're going to, you know, put your, when we go to your apartment in a couple of weeks, your flat in, in, in New York, uh, Niagara Falls. And they sent me this whole array of shit. And I went that one, that one, that one, and that yeah. one. Yeah. And when I got into that fucking apartment, bro, there was a reason why they were all there and and it was just better for me. Well, and, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, and then we'll, we'll keep it going is like, you'll see coming up in the later seasons when juice is on the run in that apartment that he's hiding out on all the cans and everything in the house are in perfect order. And that was me Can't working wait. with cooters and, and all those guys. Can't to, wait. Yeah. Because I was like, no, he would line up all his Can't tomato wait. sauce a certain way. And, so again, that's the stuff like you just said. That's such a great thing to think about. Really helpful too. Um, all right. So juice is off to the side as the truck rolls up. Chibs is trying to shake him out of it, right? Juice is off. So he grabbed your fucking face, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And he's looking at you going, come on, come on. Like, tell us about that night. Like what? Well, I think that I was trying to be super distant because I think that there was a lot going on with 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 him, which was I, I wrote down Theo played the through line so fucking good with his emotions. Yeah. In, or in this episode, I mean, like he's, lost. Really, he's huh? lost. He's lost. He doesn't know. It doesn't. Where, where does he belong? There was a point where I started thinking as him in this moment, in this episode, at this time, was he even still alive? I know that sounds completely weird. Did he, did he die? Like I started getting like really weird with him where I was like, juice was so confused. Wow. Of, we're in dream state now. Like, yeah, actually fucking alive. That's why. Yeah. Like, was he even alive? Like he's looking around and That's he's seeing so all these things happening and he's like, but I just tried to take my own life. Why am I still here? Like, like it was like this whole thing that I was doing with him. And I thought that if I can create this confusion within him, that it would read on camera of, how confused he was and how lost he was, which I think comes at the end, which is like, I don't, I don't know what's no, going it on. It was great. It was fucking great, Rossi. So here's my question about this scene. We're with this Galindo infantry. Yeah. Why are we the ones checking the truck? <sighs> look. Why is it us? Why not these trained assassins? Look. Coming up in season seven, which will be next February, I'm going to say to you, and this is a, a, a preamble right now, there's a scene where I went to Charlie. I said, Charlie, why are we killing these people and, and why? Like, who are they and why? And he said to me, Coatsy, if you don't know, I certainly don't know. Yeah. Meaning, don't ask too many questions. Yeah. Show yeah. up. At the warehouse, we had that fucking location all year, that whole season. Show up, put the clips in. What are my lines? Be real. Yeah. It's wild to have Bobby walk up to the door and go, clear. No. No, no. It's <laughs> wild. It's wild. Doesn't work. It's wild. No, come on. Wild. Silly. Silly. I wish wild. I was there that night to be able to go. Come on, Bobby. Come you on. Send that. up one of these guys who's a trained. These are this is military, paramilitary guys. Like, what are we doing? Um, all right. So we go to Jack sitting with Tara. Um, she says now she has to leave. It's a great scene, it's super subtle. 
Um, Let me turn my pages here. Super uh, subtle. Yeah. yeah. Super chill. Super subtle. It's actually, um, it's actually, sorry, Theo, it's a beautifully framed scene. I'm going to mm. tell you what Paul, Paul did here. He usually, not always, but usually when we did our close-ups, they were close-ups, different, you know, sizes and whatnot. He did a two shot here that worked so beautifully because the climax at the end of this two shot was us seeing them holding hands. Mm. He never left it. He, he's, he, he, it was a like a 50s style two shot. They should have been smoking cigarettes with a cocktail. Yeah. And it went down to their hands like they were holding hands. I thought it was. He caught everything in the frame. It, everything, Theo. Yeah. He made the Loved most it. of the scene in the camera. Like they both have like, tears. They yeah. weren't forced tears. That's one no. thing you never had a problem no. with either, really. Tears come or they don't come. You don't force anything. It no. is what it is. No. And man, never oh, read man. the action. You know, you and I talked about that. You know, Michael Caine says never leave read the punctuation. But I also tell people don't read the action. Like if yeah. it's like if it's like the oh. character cries here and breaks down. Yeah. No, not unless you feel it. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't tie yourself into that. Yeah, if that, you don't feel goes, it, don't do it. Back to your BFF, you know, answer with Dave. Yeah. You fucking read that script. I'm not going to fuck. Well, you don't know. You, you don't, don't really know. know. You don't know. Just wait, if you're, if wait you're doing what Tommy said. We know where you're from. We know how tough you are. Yeah. But why don't you just wait and see what the scene brings out of you? Bring, bring, like Tommy said, just be truthful and be honest. And no, some of the, some of the greatest shit Tommy's ever done on this whole fucking thing is with you. Some of his fucking ad lib. Well, it's coming up here, so we'll wait. But motherfucker. Yeah. So I just really enjoyed that scene with them. Now we go to Gemma with you. You're laying on the pool table. She's going in and Clay basically just straight up lies to her. Right. I'm in the clubhouse. I'm staying here. She hears it. And now we're going to go through this kind of montage thing. Before we do, can I say how did you see how beautifully I handled that purse and I slung it over my shoulder. Really and I really did. And like, like, you, like you've done it before. Come on. I've done it before. Yeah. I have done it before. Yeah. Like he's done like, everything before. Like Tig's done it on his own, on his oh, own yeah. time. Oh, yeah. No, no. He, he's he got a little high and gets a purse and yeah. sees how it's slung over his shoulder. Yeah. It's like uh, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Put the lotion <laughs> in the basket. <laughs> little Ted. Uh, Watch that movie. Ted Levine. Ted Levine, yeah. Ted Levine. You would have been great as Buffalo Bill. And then, uh, you know, oh, he's, he's so he's he was fascinating. Special, that fucking guy. He's, I mean, and he's wild. I mean, you want to talk about having fun in a character. You work with him? I've never worked with Ted. I met him at a party once. He's a very deep voice. He's been in some big movies. He's done some big movies and TV shows. Yeah. But when you put your stamp, on Silence of the Lambs, that kind Ooh. of guy. Ooh. And he had in that world. For a while. And you're gonna be you're gonna be stuck in that role yeah, to people yeah, you gotta for be a long careful time. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta fight against the creep, right? You know, that's where you get you get creepy, right? If you 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 and I both know this, right? You start to play the bad guy or or the creep. You little- you make you make sure that first of all, I'm saying yes to that part. Oh God! I'm playing that guy. Yeah. If it was me who was offered it, and yeah. Ted, Levine said yes too. Yeah. But then you make sure that the next one isn't okay. So we got a cross dresser. She's right. psycho. He's psycho. Yeah. And we want you. You're going to go. No, thank you. Thank you. I want to play. That, and and you're going to get that call fifty times. You might. 
Yeah. Oh, you're a guy who collects chainsaws and likes to cut people's feet <laughs> off. And it's like, oh, really? Uh, I cut people's feet uh, off? That's what I'm doing? All right. Uh, no. Nope. I, I want to play money. Red Skelton. I want to yeah. play Bernie the Beaver. Yeah. And they probably paid him $4 for that movie, too. So it's kind of like now you got to start and then you just start getting but off. Then, Hollywood, Hollywood doesn't really have an imagination. But then, but then you get people taking notice. Mm. And if people took notice of his work, like they did with Mine and Waterworld, like they've That's done right. with yours, Army of the That's Fucking right. Dead, you have five scenes, six. You're so fucking funny. You're so fucking weird and, and kind of sexy and kind of tough. But, but you know, you're funny. Yeah. And people have taken that's you just, you know. So Juice is getting the chain off and Chib shows up. Okay. Well, we talked about it last week. Yeah. So we don't I don't want to go on too about crazy it that long here, it. but one of my favorite scenes of the entire seven seasons to hear Tommy talk about it with you last week and then to see it again, to, to think that there was really nothing there on the page and what you and he did with that scene, remarkable. There's not a lot there, um, and yet it's everything between us. Um, he does something so brilliantly. He covers the swing of emotion, anger, and sadness in this really quick motion. Confusion, anger, sadness he covers in like a very short span of time. Oh, my God. Good call. He did. Yeah. And that's a really hard, that's a marathon for a few minutes, right? You have to, you know, because we don't even do that in our own lives really well. He comes in confused. He goes from anger to sad. And he does it in motions, not dialogue. No. He doesn't emote. He does it in looking at the chain, coming at me, falling on the tree. Yep. That's the way you play emotion. So all these people who say you need all these lines and you need this. No, you don't. That scene's more memorable. And what is it? A minute and a half? Man. You know what I mean? That's not screen time, kids. That goes back to what Man. we talked about in the beginning. That's that's making stuff memorable. So, yeah, I've said a lot about that scene. I just I just excellent. love it. It's yeah. fucking excellent. So Piney answers and grabs all Clay's guns. Well, I it goes like this. Give me the nine and the boot. And the boot. When two old gunslingers like that get dialogue like that Big and guys. you know that's going to be their last scene in this entire Ooh. really lucky i mean there ain't Ooh. no fucking acting required give me your fucking gun i know where it is give me the other one i know where the other one is now now and you now. know he's probably got one tied on he's a little tequila it up you know he's kind of whatever yeah, he and, is. and you know he's kind <laughs> of like he answers with the gun. He puts one gun under the bag. He's got the shotgun in his hand. He's holding a whole, he's holding a whole shotgun with one hand. You know what I mean? He's ready. And what can I say? We learned that he sponsored clay. Um, you know, he <laughs> clay is a full blown bad guy. Now that's all I'm going to say about this. Like I know Ronnie had a problem with this. This is not the way he saw clay Morrow. He saw him different. These, these were those readings that we did once a week. We would have those script read-throughs. We never missed one. And these were the days when Pearl, we've all had our discussions with whatever your character's going to do or you read they're going to do. And this was a tough fucking time yeah. for Ronnie to get through this saga of a Hamlet tale 
that needs to get dark for sure and is going that way. But it's not the way he kind of saw it, Ronnie. And no, and and I mean he there this is this he's a full bad guy. This is he's this is not redeemable anymore. You're not coming back from this. And they're starting to plant little things. He's lying to Gemma. He's doing all these deals. He's with the cartel. He just killed Piney. He's he's just a bad guy now. And again, I now understand watching this. I would have a hard time with this too, because yep. it's like you've you've basically excommunicated him from the fan base of Sons. Yep. Where they're not gonna like him anymore. He's the bad guy. That's hard. That's hard I mean, unless I you remember, really embrace I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering shit now, Theo, about I mean, you and I got a lot to talk about season six and seven, but I remember now uh, Pearl was my, our boy. We, we hung yeah. out all the time. And I remember him not wanting to really such a beautiful day here in upstate New York. My God, mm. um, we never, we never hung out as much. And I knew he was having a hard time with clay. Yeah. yeah. With, clay. with clay. So I would, and, and I, I knew that Tig and him were kind of on the way out so i was letting him do his internal work however he but i fucking missed him i missed not going to those bars friday night me with him he stopped coming for he was and listen it happened to me too it happened to me at the end you know i where, where I, we, I, I didn't well, I hang wait. out you know because you felt when you started to get to become it was weird. Like art started imitating life where you felt like, because the audience was starting to hate you, whether it be because they thought you were snitching or they thought this, you start distancing yourself. Yeah, man. And um, you know, so, so I, what do you say? You just lost one of the greatest characters ever on the show. It's pretty early on it's season four, episode eight. I, um, I forgot that it was episode eight, bro. Yeah. I didn't know this was coming. I, I, I started to get a feeling when he said the cabin, and then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, shit, this is it. This is it. No more Piney. So I'm, I really still don't crazy, know how blue the song, right? Still drunk, still crazy, still. Yeah. Blue. And, I don't, and and I don't know what episode. people react to this. I don't remember how Jax finds out or Opie finds out. And I'm so not excited. I don't know. Not, not a clue. I don't remember well, any of this. That's why we're going to keep talking. Yeah, we will. So, uh, All right, man, we did that's it. That's it. Yeah, we did it. Hey, um, I fucking love you, bro. Love you too, uh, bro. I'm Patreon. So, I'm so yeah. Patreon is just going crazy. Patreon, we're uh, you know we got our other show theory. Hey, listen, if you're watching this right now and you're looking at these two people who you have no idea who the hell they are, um, why don't you hit the like button underneath? Why don't you subscribe to the channel so you can get updates on when these uh, fantastic videos are going to hit your eardrums? And yeah. um, and then why don't you come over and peep out the Patreon page for our other show theory? with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates or with Kim Coates and Theo Rossi, however the hell you want to say it. Um, and we got a lot going on. We're actually about to go do an episode of that show right now. And um, we drop content on that thing it's, daily. It's, it's, it's pretty just and our producer is doing an incredible job and the people who have found it and who are on it. are loving it. It's going, can the whole like freaking world just join now? And yeah, 
Discord stuff and people talking yeah. to one another. And yeah. by the way, I have a question for you, our merch, which is just, there's nothing better. Yeah. Are we yeah. doing another drop soon? Yeah. So we just did the exclusive merch drop to the Reaper crew on the Patreon page. So they oh, got see, There's that. another reason why to join Patreon yeah. page. So they're the only ones who can get the who cares. Uh, they yeah. got the who cares merch. Okay, cool. Uh, that's just for them. But we have a new um, uh, for everyone anyone uh who's not even on patreon that's coming out uh in the next week or two um and that stuff goes in like four or five days you can't get them after that yeah we've never lasted longer than five days with it and um and that stuff's pretty wild that's um that's this stuff I and mean, you're not gonna be able to see it but yeah and if you're listening you can't see it but if you've seen it on youtube for a second that's all theo's gonna give you because he's got blonde hair now he so doesn't even know incredible. who anymore so but I want one of those. I mean, wow. Yeah, me too. That's the one that I, I want. want those are amazing. So I don't know what Caesar's doing, but he's out of the out of the out of the world with these things. So listen, that's what's going on. Um, you know, uh, let's keep it going. Love you. Salut. Love you, Rossi. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.